All right, here we go. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy. Mix and Toby are with Ella for once, uh, <laughs> back in the back layers of the house, and so we shouldn't have too many interruptions. Uh, Matthew, you've joined me here to talk about CFC Women's 2-2 draw. I almost said 2 nothing win. Uh, that was just <laughs> in my dreams. 2-2 draw with the Nashville Rhythm. We knocked them off their rhythm, as you said, right before the podcast started. Matthew, how you feeling? Honestly, fantastic. Uh Sometimes a draw feels like a win, and this draw feels yeah, like a win. Yeah, that, that draw definitely feels like, like a win, and if you if you kind of rem- remembered uh, us lamenting a little bit last year about how how we struggled in games, and, and that this year was going to be... Did you just spill that? Just like two drops, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that this year was going to be really uh, telling for like what steps we took forward. We talked a lot about that on a, on a previous podcast. And even... Even like a, before we got the the first goal to to bring it to two one, when we're down two zero, and we're in the game, we're not creating a whole ton to be honest. Uh, and like Nashville's had had a couple they they would want back, and Caroline I mean, Johnson made a couple of big saves. But all in all, it felt like it felt like we had taken a massive massive step forward in the off season. Uh, that we were that we were we were second best on the day. But like we belonged on the same field, and that a lot of it was unfamiliarity of of players with one another. Uh, there were there were so many moments where we we, you know, we were we were zigging when the when the teammate expected us to zag or whatever, and that they practiced like four times before this game, so it kind of makes a lot of sense. Mm. And but like I had I had a decent like I would have felt decently about it about this game ending 2-0, honestly. Yeah, I was just I was waiting for you to, to see if you got there because I was going to say the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I prefer the 2-2. Um, but last year, I was just going to try to look up because I forgot. I think last year... It finished 5-1. 6-1 away. 5-1 away, 6-0 at home. Was it 5-1 away, not 6-1? Mm-hmm. So we, we lost a combined 11-1 to Nashville last year. Yeah. So the two nothing where we were competitive all game until the 80th minute, like felt like an improvement and it felt decent. And then the girls were not like satisfied with that. I mean, you could definitely tell like from from minute one that it was it was showtime and what they they I mean they didn't have a ton of possession uh, and and they they did struggle to string ten passes together at times. But like, that was an improvement from being able to string two passes together uh, against the, against this Nashville side, which was they had they had, Nashville had a lot of their roster return. Uh, they lost a couple of key players, but they returned. I think what was it, like, UPSL best player of the year or, or WPSL it, whatever it was NAIA like, best player of the year. Yeah, twenty twenty one, very very good player, and 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 like so like once they got once they got to midfield and really to like on the edge of the attacking third. That's a that's usually when like our play would break down a little bit, um, if we if we were keeping possession. That's that's usually where it fell, fell apart. Whereas last year we would have trouble getting out of the defensive third. Yeah, so I think uh, and before let's go to the starting lineups here in a second. But I think what the story of this game was the midfield, and we had five players in the midfield. We played yeah. a three five two, and I'll, I'll say that three five two here in a second. But that we had three players or we had the three midfielders that are like always in the midfielders in the midfield section. It's a it's a a di- half a diamond. It's a triangle. Yeah, we, a call, one, we call that a triangle. It's a half a diamond, uh, which is also a triangle. Thank you, Andrew. Um, and <laughs> that uh, those three players obviously stay in the midfield, right? But your wingbacks, depending on how you're playing a 5-3-2, can be part of the line, the defense. They can be part of the midfield, or they could be part of the attackers. Usually, in a, in a plan against a team that is better than you, at least on paper, or been you know, a national semifinalist the year before, you expect those two wingbacks to be pinned back as part of the five in the back. You would also expect us to play two sixes and not two tens. Right, and we played... I mean, we played a, a six and eight and a ten, I would argue. Um, I, would, I, I would agree with that. Bondia was definitely coming back more often, but like, in a, in a perfect world, she's playing as a ten. Yes, I agree. And also, those two wingbacks, well, they certainly did track back and defend a lot, and Bailey Dole did a shitload of defending. 
the like both of them made a lot of runs up the field and there was a lot you can freeze frame a lot during this game with Nashville with the ball where we have we're five wide all the way across the field in the midfield and I think Nashville unlike last year where they just overran our midfield the entirety of both games yeah in this game they really struggled to uh, like make a lot of, like the the entire first half um outside of the the goal the first goal there's like no other dangerous shot on on target except for Caroline's one big save at the beginning. Like they're not creating anything yeah. this whole time. And the midfield was it, it, kind of where was, that battle it, was um not won but waged. It was very much um it was very much reminiscent of a of a team that like would would, would pass it around the back a little bit, try to make a couple passes into midfield that immediately had to get bumped back to the back line. And it, it's that kind of point and this happens a lot even with really, really, really good teams. Like I, I think Nashville is or at least will be where especially early in the season like you know you're still you're still building some chemistry you're still f- like figuring out where where people are more na- natural to go mm-hmm. and you can get a little frustrated with just a little bit of pressure which summer Hernandez was brilliant at providing pressure from the front providing pressure P- pressure providing pressure from the front and you know, you, you get a, a little bit of that team that kind of just runs out of ideas and just needs to hoof it. And every time they hoofed it. And and every time they hoofed we it. We won it. Last year, it was full-on fucking chaos. Yes. And, and we couldn't and we couldn't win the second ball. We, we also didn't win the first ball often enough last year. So and we, we're not trying to shit on last year's team. We're just we're able to compare what was a really upsetting is not even the right word. A really, like, disappointing, like, dominant performance by them last year twice to a game this week, this year that was pretty even outside of one player, spoiler alert, yeah, that was, yeah. like, incredibly good for them, scored both their goals and created all of their danger. Um, outside of that, like, we won, like, our, our center backs won just about every just, header. Just about everything first. Our midfielders and then our, our midfield, the second balls. Yeah, our midfield would track back, and, and depending on how you classify uh, Katie Johnson and, and Bailey Dahl in terms of are they midfielders or the defenders? Whatever, but depending like, on the moment of the game. But like the whoever, however you want to classify them, like the second ball was was a feature of our uh, of of our def- defensive uh, a scheme, and and like second balls matter in in soccer games. They just do. And I don't want to forget this point. Um, earlier on this season in a men's game, I complained about uh, how often Taylor Gray was going one on one, or sorry, one on three versus three or four defenders at a time or two defenders at a time. He was always outnumbered. This time it was us in a good way outnumbering there with yeah. with Bailey and um and Anna on one side. That would be this side. And Katie and um Avery on the other side. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to think through my left and my rights here. As they were as the their wingers would try to come down, they really struggled because often they were two on one with us. We had two defenders, they had one and that was very, very good and very like that's gonna be if we play like we played defensively last night and our midfield plays like they do, and our, our attack was also improved, like we're gonna be a lot, lot better. With Nadia dropping back uh, to try to become a second six, and in, in, at times you get this, you know, kind of line of line of two, uh, two players in the middle, and then kind of a back five from there. So like just having the numbers back was so so critical. Mm-hmm. Adding that extra player, sometimes extra two players. And, the, uh, and you can do stuff like that when you have someone like Summer Hernandez, who's a freak athlete up front, providing uh, keeping keeping the defense honest. Number one, and and you know and being able to to break out when and look and when we turned them over too, we ran triangles on the side of the field. So you'd have either Bailey or Katie. Your your two wingbacks were just key to everything. Yeah. When we were trying to uh, go forward, we were patient, and we didn't always it didn't always re- like result in a shot. Right. We in fact we didn't get enough shots off. Yeah. But unlike last year, we were able to sustain possession for a few seconds or sometimes a, a longer period of time, and we were able to work the ball up the field little by little, and not just be waves of waves of pressure or just clear the ball and wait for them to come back. We were able to build out of the back, build, take it along, and. You know, if a couple balls get slipped through a little differently, or their players don't make some great plays, you know, we could be up, we could be goal on the board earlier, or we could be up earlier. I, I, I mean, we have the first chance of the game. Yeah, I'm will, I'm willing to like put a guarantee out there that we are going to see a goal, uh, this year, from uh, from like a little triangle on the left side of the field. Ball's going to end up probably at the feet of of, of Mara Grootkamp, and. She's just gonna ping one as the as the outside back for the opposition, kind of like tries to step to close down Katie Johnson. She's just gonna ping a ball in behind and let Katie run onto it. Kind of like Katie the, the corner is route. going to 
absolutely roast uh, a center back trying to come over and cover, and it's going to be cut back in the box, tap in. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm, ca- I'm calling it now. I love it. All right, let's go to the starting lineup. Uh, one thing we're going to do differently um, with these WPSL games, at least for now, is we're going to mention the subs, who got subbed in and who got minutes. Uh, we are not going to mention when they subbed in. On the men's side, because there's only one sub, per posi- uh, like five subs total allowed, and once you sub in, you're not allowed to sub out, et cetera, et cetera. And we've, I've complained actually, a lot about the actually, WPSL. Actually, you are... You are allowed to sub back out. Uh, they just you get a new player and that's it. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. <laughs> you're only once you're subbed out, you're not allowed to come back in. I correct, should rephrase. Correct, correct. Um, and, and I've complained about the WPSL, so I won't. Um, I won't belabor that point here. But unlimited subs. So uh, us keeping track of exactly who subbed in, exactly when, just that they subbed in and that they played and what they did is what we're going to highlight here. Yeah, um, it just makes it easier when we start also keeping like statistical records. And some of these teams aren't going to have good. Uh, aren't going to have good video. It's going to be really, really hard to do. So this is this is the best way we can do it and still make sure we we record you know games played at least. Absolutely. So I'm writing down a couple notes there. All right, so in goal, Caroline Johnson. Welcome back, Caroline. Uh, my player of the match, if I was going to give out one of those, because she had the most... There's a lot of players that played very well in this match. I don't want to take it away from anybody, but she had two massive, massive saves. Uh, one to, at the towards the beginning of the game, one towards the end. Yeah. One on one. I mean, just huge saves. Those are super important. And look, Coach Randy talked about it in the post game press conference. He said, um, "Caroline's uh, the kind of player that even if you go down a goal, doesn't like it doesn't let her affect doesn't let it affect her. Yeah. She stays the same goalkeeper. She can keep you in a game even if you're down two goals. She can keep you in that game because her mentality doesn't change. So uh, loved that. Welcome back, Caroline. Glad to see you were, out there. Were you surprised that she started? A little bit because I mean, just to be frank, she hasn't played for a year. Um, and several the other her two at least two of the other goalkeepers played last year. I think the I, th- I think all three of them did, but two of them are still in college for sure. Um, so I kind of expected we might see somebody else because of the sharpness, but also like Caroline played four years at a high level. She played here last summer, and those players should have to beat her out because she is the returning starter. I was I was just thinking that I I, I wonder I wonder if a little bit and like Randy mentioned how hard it was with four keepers in, in the in the post game mm-hmm. press conference about. You know, choosing one and, and kind of like you have to go with your gut a little bit. And I just wonder if playing the listen, like the, the, the threat of rain, which ended up not being that bad. It was, you know, a little rain in the second half. But like Thank the, God. The, the weather really like calmed down for us. But I think that like the threat of rain scared off a bigger crowd. Yeah, but there was, was still I was still surprised because I thought maybe the weather was going to be nasty all day. I was surprised at the turnout. Yeah. Uh, I for expect- like for, for expected conditions, it was a good crowd. And I just wonder. You know, you can't really plan for weather and like, does is the crowd going to be big or like not not you know or a little bit smaller when you're when you're putting together a starting lineup? You're trying to find you know the, the right players to play that day. But I just wonder if if one of the the, the kind of X factors for Randy in in deciding to go with Caroline was that like she had been in the moment before, mm. and we've said this we talk we we talk about this a, a decent amount even on the men's side. When you haven't played in Finley Stadium before in front of supporters who support unconditionally and who bang drums all game and yell at at the referee and yell at the other team and potentially if you if you've never been in that before, like it's it 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 changes referees, it changes opposing players and it changes our own players and you you need to sometimes experience that. But not necessarily uh, uh, get thrown into the fire, yeah. and, and I just wonder if that was one of the X factors of we know Caroline has done this before and, and like can meet the moment, and this is not a game you want to have someone shriek from that. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that that any of our other goalkeepers would, but like that could be an X factor into why maybe he picked her. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So Caroline at goalkeeper, right wing back was Bailey Dole. Welcome, newcomer. Um, I thought she did an unbelievable amount of defensive work. Yeah, nothing dull about her game. Nope. <laughs> and a solid amount of offensive work as well. She was really, really solid. And she's a younger player as well. So loved uh, love seeing the kids get get good minutes. Um, and she, she didn't play like a kid. Uh, Anna Lancer, captain, right center back. No surprise in a back three. Again, a 3-5-2. Avery Catlett in the center of that center uh, 
that center back pair, uh, center back trio of three. I thought Avery was immense in this game. Uh, she won about 40 headers, as did the other Avery, Avery Ingles, who was at left center back. Um, both of them, Avery, Avery Catlis listed at 5'9", Avery Ingles listed at six foot, and every bit of that height was required all this game. Nashville was, outside of their goalkeeper, not very tall. Uh, they were technical and good, but they were not very tall, and I felt like we used our height uh, to our advantage a lot, not necessarily offensively, but defensively. Every time they tried to play over the top, like you were talking about, yeah. we won the header. Um, Keddie Johnson, uh, and I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, oh, we got a we got a pronunciation good on that one. Did you? So it's it's Katie, like Kevin Durant, like K D. Oh, K D. Okay, okay, we're gonna put so that in the parentheses like here. Katie, Katie, Katie. You rule. Although, although I really appreciated you try, trying to be like extra and being like Katie. I don't know. There's a, there's also like a like there's a at least in one of the places I saw it listed. There's a little thingy, a little um, uh, not apostrophe, uh, ast- not asterisk. What's the thing when you put uh, uh, accent? There was a little accent on the on I think the middle e. I don't know. Uh, Katie, cool. So Katie Johnson and Avery Engels are a massive, massive upgrade um, for the left side of this team. Yeah. Um, especially athletically, both of them are better soccer players, but also much better athletes. And I mean that with no disrespect to anybody else, but they are bigger, faster, and stronger, both of them. And you saw that in this game. They were not overmatched technically, but we had some games that we were uh, were not overmatched technically last year in certain moments, but we were overmatched physically. And boy, can both of these girls really, really play. And I was so, so happy with their performance. And they're both left-footed. You don't get left-footed players on the men's or women's side oftentimes uh, in the right moments. And getting those left-footed players on the field in positions where they throw, where they thrived, I almost said throve, uh, when they thrived. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, really liked that that pairing. I thought they played well all the way through, and I'm very excited to see how that develops throughout the summer. Samantha Modsley at center defensive midfielder. Um, I thought she had a solid game, and, and you pointed out our worst 10 minutes of the game where we did not concede, but we were, or we did concede a penalty, and then we were unlucky, or we were lucky a little bit to not concede another goal during that period of time was when she was off the field. Yeah. Um, and the six is going to be really key, and I'll let you talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Nadia Ivanchenko, full uh, international, though I couldn't figure out exactly how many games she's played or where she's played, um, but it says she's a full Ukraine international, um, and I believe it. She's young, by the way. She's still, like, not even 20, I think. She's born in 2003. I thought she was a little older. She's born in tw- 2003. Yeah. God, we're old. Um, oh, also, yeah. Katie Johnson is a full international. She has nine caps for Trinidad and Tobago, including, I think, six in World Cup qualifiers or three in World Cup qualifiers. Anyway, I looked at the other day. It's very good, very impressive. Um, and I think you saw that experience, along with Mara Grootkamp, who's a German youth international. Katie, Nadia, Mara, Summer, the the back line. Like, this is a, just a much more experienced team that's played at a high level, played in the, where it's, whether it's the W League, the WPSL, four or five years in college, played for their national team or their youth national team. Like, the experience was palpable on this team, and I really, really, really liked it. Um, Summer Hernandez, welcome back home, Summer. I was wearing a Summer Hernandez 10 jersey yesterday. She noticed in the bar, and I was like, <laughs> darn right, this is for you, my hero. Um, and she, she didn't score, but she was a, a menace all game, and she did get that assist. Yeah, and she I, I remember one one stretch where she peeled out wide. I think it was in the first half. And uh, there was like, she, she, I think, took a little bit of a heavy touch on near the sideline or near the end line, and like, by the time she actually was able to cross it, like it, it was basically already in behind the goal. And the next time that happened, she delivered an absolute dime that uh, I believe was was the header was blah or it wasn't a very good header or whatever it was. But like you saw, you saw what she brings to the table, mm. and you saw what how she can kind of create something out of nothing, and that's uh, that's absolutely massive, honestly. Um, like her her presence up top was 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 noticed, and I think it also helped our helped our midfield uh, get a little bit of extra space because that back line always had to pay attention to where she was, uh, and if she was looking to run in behind. Yeah, yeah, she was a problem, and she did the patented lantern run. The they those are the fastest. You know, Tom Cruise in all the movies looks like he's running the fastest of anybody. The lanterns always look like they're running faster than everybody else. Um, and she was great uh, in this game. And Ava Van Doren, last but not least, um, has scored a bunch of goals for Dalton State. Is a very good player. She was very um, versatile in this game. She ended the game at right wing back, Matthew. 
which was fascinating and something that Coach Randy talked a little bit about in the post game as well. Yeah, I thought I thought Ava had a decent game. Uh, not, I mean, like there wasn't a lot of action uh, for her offensively. She did a lot of running, especially in the first half. There was a lot of running involved. I also thought it was really interesting. How she also dropped a lot deeper than Summer. Summer stayed up top. I was gonna say, I, and I, I'm curious if there was, if there was, was like like a uh, because of like Nadia dropping in a little bit to help to help uh, Sam Maudsley at the six. I'm wondering if if there was kind of a directive that you know, Ava is the one that drops a little bit more to give a little extra help to to Mara. I wouldn't example. be surprised. That's certainly how it worked although out. she was. It seemed like she was like shading pretty hard to help protect Bailey Dahl. Uh, but that also could have been my vantage point being on like the opposite side of the field in that first half. I think she was just providing more um, of an outlet there. Like on, on rewatch, it it didn't look like. I don't know. I wasn't paying super close attention. It, all, it looked like Ava was doing all the extra running in the midfield that a forward needed to do. Yeah. And Summer was doing all the extra running up top that a forward needed to do. And certainly they, they interchanged some and they ran together up top some. But it was just like she provided, again, we, we didn't win that game in the midfield, but we muddied that game up. We we made that game difficult and we yeah. really changed the game in the midfield. And part of that was Ava dropping deep or whoever was playing dropping deeper into that midfield. And yeah. each, we have four forwards right now that I've seen play that are have, have been productive and have been interesting. And number one, that's not something we've had. And number two, they all play it differently. So Kaylee Burrell uh, got some minutes at forward. Um, actually, <laughs> there was another forward in here that's not a forward that got I, minutes I, I was going to say, like, there's kind of five right now. All right, so let's talk subs. Let's talk <laughs> subs. So there were five other players that I have, or four other players, excuse me, on this list that I have that got minutes. And, and if I'm forgetting somebody, I would love you to chime in in case I didn't write anything down, um, or wrote something down wrong, rather. Brianna Hurtado, who got an assist. We'll talk about that in a minute. She came in and played, I don't know, she might have only played 10 minutes total, but was very, very productive during those 10 minutes and was yeah. wonderful. Um, if folks may remember from, uh, if you were listening to this podcast last year, she is the player most likely to meg you and talk shit. So, uh, <laughs> favorite of mine. We, we stand that. We This podcast loves Megs and talking shit. Uh, St. Louis or St. Louis, I apologize, we don't know how to say your name yet. Um, I'm going to go St. Louis because I think that's more fun. Uh, a St. Lucia International, the uh, St. Lu- the um, St. Lucia St. Louis is the St. Lucia female footballer of the year for like five years running. Um, she scored an, a wonderful goal that we should talk about in a minute. Um, Samily, is that how we say her last Sage name? Sage Samily or Samily, I'm not sure. Yeah, so Sage came in and Sage played some minutes as well, especially when Sam went down with uh, Sam Mosley went down with an injury, and she got some minutes in the midfield there. But she's more of an attacking player, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. She, I think she's more of a more of a ten, like, mm. truthfully. Um, but like, I, I think this speaks to, um, I think this speaks to like our, our lack of depth at the six right now. Um, yeah. Talk to a little bit, talk a little bit about that. Well, okay, fine. So, you know, we've got, we've got Sam Motley. One, la- one last thing. Kaylee Burrell is the oh, other yeah, yeah. player that got minutes. Go ahead. And got a goal. And got, and got a goal. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to talk about it for sure. So, so Sam Motley is a six. Uh, and, and I think, I think very clearly, like we want to be able to have the option of playing a six and two tens or two sixes and a ten. Um, but you're also trying to get your best players in the field uh, as much as possible at the same time. So uh, Sam Wadley's a six. Victoria Grant is a six, I believe, but she's not. Uh, she's not in yet, and I think that uh, I think that that limits. And I think she's supposed to be like a a, a pretty like a start a starting level. However, you slice it all together, Victoria like, Grant type player. Yeah, yeah. So we're missing a center back and a six, right? That are we're in, also plus, we were also plus missing Grace Barker. Yeah, we're, we're so we're missing uh, Grace Barker Roberts, who was who was at the game. Uh, Great jacket. So yeah, yeah. Great jacket. Didn't so, know that was her till later. Great I think she jacket. arrived. I think she arrived on like Friday or something like that. Yeah. So she did not dress for the game, but she was around. Uh, and and I think she's more of a. Uh, oh shit! They told me what what she is. Right center back or right right yeah right center back right center right back or right wing like back. That. Um, uh, very interesting. And, you're because all, it, and we're also missing Serena Lewis, uh, a central defender. Yeah, so that's two. We're missing two CBs. Maybe one could be a little bit so like, right back and you, a six. So if you've got a, a starting level center back coming in, and maybe, may, well, yeah, yeah. If we do, and, if, I, and, yeah, I, okay. and I don't know if we do. I was going to say because I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the depth chart is. But like now, you have the option for. Uh, you could move Anna Lanter out to right wing back. You could move her to the six. Like you could move her to the six. You've got you know Grace Barker Roberts, like who might be the right wing back. You've got like all of a sudden now, like we made four. We made we had four subs total, or four different 
players came off the sub bench to play. And then several Brett, of them came in multiple times. Brianna Hurtado did not get many minutes. She was really only in there because Kaylee Brock got hurt on scoring the goal. Neither did Sage. Sage Samley was really only there because of Sam Maudsley's injury. I'd have to go back and look. Sage might have got five minutes. Might I mean, 10 at the most. I think it's about five. You know, Saint, and Bree Saint, probably got between 10 and 15. St. Louis and, and, and Kaylee Burrell. Like, Each probably got those 20 were, minutes. Those were noticeable uh those were notable, notable, noticeable changes, both in the first half and in the second. Can you tell you and I did a lot of yelling yesterday at a game? Neither of <laughs> us can make words happen. Yeah. So, like, you know, truthfully, like, I mean, and Hurtado and and, and Sam Lee didn't um, did not get a lot of minutes, and like that that that's going to happen, like game to game. Like people are sometimes going to get a lot more minutes than others. Uh, but I, I think it, I think it's clear those are also situational, mm. uh, both for injuries and. And you, St. Was- Lu- Louis and and Kaylee Burrell off the bench were really the only planned ones. Well, here's an interesting thing about um, Brianna Hurtado as well. She took both set pieces when she came in. Correct, she which the was corner very and a interesting. Kick. Very, very interesting. Also, two great balls. Yes. Um, so I, I think I think we we are still missing a little bit of like regular depth. To well, do- it is the first game. What do we always say? Don't make assumptions after one game, and here <laughs> yeah, we are. Exactly. We've never followed our own advice about anything. Yeah. So I, I just think it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens once once mm-hmm. all the pieces arrive, because I think more things can happen with like with the six. Like, would we against Nashville? I would have played two sixes and a ten. Me too. Uh, we did not because Randy has got bigger balls than the two of us. But <laughs> yeah. but also like we didn't really have like who who we're going to play like yeah. like at, at some point you just have to roll with what you can and like we kind of made it work with Nadia dropping back and, and kind of linking between the 6 and the 10 line yes uh so I, I guess the moral of the story is it's it's like like if you remember the NPSL season uh those those and, and even the WPSL season from from years pre, prior uh years previous things get weird especially early and yeah, we didn't. We don't have all our players, and they said on the broadcast that Nashville didn't have all of their players. Right, like it is. It's still gonna. It's gonna be game of the season. It's gonna be a different game on June 10. Do we play Charlotte Eagles? I believe so. Check the schedules. I know we play Charlotte FC. I don't know if we play Charlotte Eagles. Um, I don't think we play Charlotte FC because that would be weird. Because that's a men's MLS team. Well, we would beat them, obviously, because <laughs> um, they suck. Yeah, they because they're terrible. We um, play. We play at Women's Football Club of Charlotte. That's what I was thinking of. We do we miss the Charlotte Eagles? I think we do. Man, that's a so, absolute break. Well, so I'll say something before we get to. Uh, I want to talk about the goals. I want to go directly talk about the goals. But I'll say something. I was talking to Anna and Summer after the game, catching up. Um, those are two, by the way, working human beings who have full time jobs yeah. and are also playing soccer at an incredibly high level. So shout out to them. It is very much a throwback to the MPSL days, and it's cool. <laughs> um, the 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 schedule is weird. The WPSL chose to not do a you play everyone once. Some some of them home, some of them away. Unbalanced that way because they could have done eight. We could have played eight games. It would have been a lot of travel, uh, but they could have they could have done it that way if they yeah, wanted. Yeah, and I, here's why I hate it. How it currently sits. If there were playoffs, if there was a four team playoff, it would make more sense. Yeah, because then you just need to make the playoffs and and whatever else. With this, we play Nashville twice as an example. Let's pretend that we're the best team in the league which we are, let's pretend that we're the best team in the league on paper, Nashville's second, and Charlotte is third. If anybody has to play one of those three teams, th- uh, eat, like if, if somebody plays us twice and Nashville twice, as an example, yeah. you have a much tougher schedule than someone who plays the worst two teams each twice at the bottom and misses us. So the, the thing that sucks about this schedule is that if you, it's not balanced if you play a real, if you have to play everybody, not everybody, if you play a certain number of teams twice, like Nashville, us playing Nashville twice is a really, really hard schedule. Nashville playing us twice is a really, really hard schedule. If let's pretend that Nashville plays the Charlotte Eagles twice and us twice, that's the toughest schedule you could face, essentially, probably. We, we've got, so we have Nashville twice and we have 865 Alliance twice, which is the old Tennessee Force. Who are very good who as were well. Also, who are also rated in the top, I don't know, whatever it is. In the, top, in, the, in the top ten for the South region as a whole, right, um, and which which means potentially we have a much tougher and only the top team goes through. Yeah, in this, which is why it's bullshit. If if the top four teams went into a playoff, it wouldn't matter as much because then you would have a well, okay, you know, yeah, you had a little harder schedule, but if you were one of the best four teams, you would have come out of it. 
being they have to be the top team. The top team just might have the easiest schedule. Uh, they might be the best team that had an easier schedule that didn't draw an extra game or lose an extra game. So that that makes me upset. The other, but at the I, other hand, like let's just go out and beat the teams we got to beat. I think at, at at some point we'll we'll get to it towards the end of the season or maybe after the season's over. But like I think one of the things that I, I want to, I already I already want to like impress upon. Uh, our our team, and I mean, like, as, as in, in in the organizational sense, is eight games is not enough. Mm. We was, we said this for we said this for years in the early days on the men's side. Eight games is not enough. I'm not saying we have to go out and do like fourteen or whatever it's going to be in, in in USL league or in the USLW league, for example. But like, I don't think it's crazy that that we should be playing at least ten and preferably twelve games. Uh, in the regular season, I agree. And I also want like to do kind of a a, a weekend uh, preseason game to bring the players in during the spring or whatever, kind of like we do with the men's side. But like I'm willing to forego that for now as we as we build the program so that we can get 12 games in the in the summer. Like I don't think that's I think it's a big a big thing to ask of supporters and fans. Uh, because the, the you know the professional men's side schedule comes thick and fast as well, but like the women are their own team and they're not just they're an not ad- their own they're, they're not, not their own an, club they're, they're not they are their own team they're not an add on yeah hundred percent to Chattanooga Football Club they are Chattanooga Football Club mm-hmm. uh, they are the women's first team and 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 I realize that that that's not just like a CFC can control that thing you have to have other teams in the conference that give a shit. And that also want to play more games, mm-hmm. and 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 I get that. So I mean the the intermediate ter- the intermediate term or the inter you know what I'm trying to say the medium term goal may be before if if the WPSL does not buy in and we don't get the number of league games we need, you get the most league games you can, and then you put friendlies in like the old what did when do we play Middlesbrough call up call up you know Asheville or whatever and see if they can get a game when do we play Middlesbrough at, for the men's team. When did we play Tigress? When did we play? I mean, these are their U23 teams, but we played them in July, early July, uh, between when playoff games would be if we didn't make the playoffs, and we did make the playoffs, so we would play our second our second string in the middle of the week, but we had guaranteed games further on in the season. Yeah. And it may just be that this women's team, because we are further developed as a club versus these other clubs, these other small clubs, CFC is a massive club, <laughs> whereas if we're further developed that way, we may just have to make our own way by making some extra schedules until the rest of them catch up. Okay, that was a fun tangent. Let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the game. Let's talk about the goals. Let's do it. So uh, I'll, I'll give a quick recap on Nashville's goals. Uh, it's a penalty that is an unlucky. It's a it's a poor clearance and an unlucky kind of bounce. And then we, uh, she's behind the the girl who's coming in is behind. She's their best player. She's I can't I didn't write her name down. Um, very very interesting um, player. 2021 NAIA Player of the Year. Like anyway, she was every bit of danger that came out of their team was from her, and she's in behind and. It's a it's a challenge from behind. It's, it's contact. She goes down. It's a penalty. Um, I know you didn't think it was a penalty, but um, it's a clean tackle. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Let's come back to the referee in a second. So that was the second goal. The first goal is um, they close down. It's a little like slipped out pass on the close down, and against the same player, she makes a fantastic touch to her right and just sinks it. Like it, and it's a really nice play from them. Um, it's a bummer, but also like there's not much you can do about it because like you collapse on the player that's going to have a good shot and it's just a little slipped over ball and she's really, really good. And when you have the best player on the field, with no disrespect to anybody else, but when you have the best player on the field, sometimes that player does good shit. Nashville didn't have many answers or many responses outside of um, that one player and that's where their two goals come from. Let's go to the referee and then let's go to our goals. <laughs> so let's not spend too much time bashing the referee because it's it's pointless because... We've talked about it a long time. The unfortunately, the referees in this country are not at the level that the players are in this country, and so the standard of refereeing is even lower than the standard of play, and that's a problem. But this referee was fucking terrible. Um, he let murder be legal all game. That's a good way to put it. He didn't call jack shit all game, and then every time he would call he, the very very occasional ticky tack fouls that he would call were just inconsistent at best. And I would argue he must have been from Nashville because they got all the calls. When he made calls, it was in their favor. I don't, I don't understand how we've let the women's game in this country become pro re- or like become wrestling. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like 
stuff happens and I just don't understand that it's allowed to be that physical. There was a bunch of shit that would have been 100% clear fouls and probably yellow cards in the men's game that was just no call, no foul. If you were if you were within a zip code of the ball, they were like that's clean. Play on. Oh, there was Keep also going. there was also a wonderfully shitty moment where the lines judge is waving his flag for a foul and the center referee just waves him off. Looks at him and goes, "Nope." No foul. And the guy puts his flag down. Like, it's unbelievable. By the way, while we're on the subject, whoever is assigning the referees, just because it's a women's game does not mean that they don't need headsets. We talked about this for the men's games. They need headsets. Like, they, I don't care that it's there are fewer pe- a little bit fewer people than there would be in a, in a men's professional game. The referees at Finley Stadium have to have headsets. Agreed. You cannot communicate. You cannot cover for each other you cannot you're putting the referees in a position to fail and they always fail agreed fix it agreed so look he was fucking terrible and we still got it done we still got our two so uh, i'm just gonna leave it at that so we don't take away attention from the girls who deserve it um the first goal is a give and go just a simple i mean it's it's not like well, it, it starts when i say simple like it's not a one-time give and go it's it, but it's shit. Like it's it is two players just connecting and doing good shit. So Kaylee passes it to Summer. Yeah, Summer but, it, but, runs. It, but it starts with a big ball over the top okay. that that's settled really well by Kaylee, and in her settling, like you know, Summer kind of peels out or whatever. So she slides it over to Summer, and then starts her run in behind, and then Summer, and there's there's some there's some a clearer video of this, but like Summer like drives a little bit forward. Does a couple step overs. And then like does a little, like, a little step over thing. And then like does a full like fake look thing. And then drops the ball in. And then Kaylee's got a great first time finish while being fouled. Yes. And, uh, and and Keeper gets a hand on it. But can't, you know, it, it isn't down fast enough to, to put any power behind it. Ball trickles in. Well, it didn't really trickle in. It hit. It still had some good yeah, pace yeah, when it went yeah. in. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a, that is a striker's finish. That is a predator's finish, and Kaylee was a predator on that ball. The and one of the reasons I say that is the central defender does not make a good challenge on to block the ball or anything because I don't think she thinks she's shooting yet. Yeah, and like it's just most most well, I won't say most players, but she's expect, expecting that a lot of players will take one more touch there. And that's and Kaylee's a predator, and, and, and Kaylee and Kaylee is, she just knows knows how to score goals. Number one and number two understands that like. You, like, she's not getting the shot off if she doesn't hit it first time there. Yeah, and she scores. It's, it's fantastic. So that's and the, and that changes that changes the game. It does. So from the first ten minutes before that, I have it in my notes. I was just checking my notes a second ago. Uh, the ten minutes before that, we were getting battered. Uh, we kind of run out of gas, and we were uh, honestly lucky to not concede um, during that period of time. And then we score that goal, and suddenly we have full tank of gas. They're the ones now getting. Um, sinking back. You could definitely tell that goal broke Nashville. Nashville is weak. Nashville has no rhythm, uh, and they were weak mentally. As soon as we got that goal, it became our game, and we were going to get that second goal once that happened. So let's talk about the second goal. Um, you want you want to set that one up, or you want me to? You go for it. So it comes from a long ball. Um, we have at this point, Randy is very much riding the wave of. Um, substitutes for momentum. So you can see him on the sidelines on the rewatch, and he's got um, St. Louis with him, but he's not making the sub right then. So the first thing that happens is as soon as Kaylee scores, something during that period, I don't know if she gets cut or if she had a, already had a cut that like reopened or whatever could happened. It could have been when the defender was sliding that like her boot. Defender doesn't the slide. Arm. Defender doesn't slide. Defender runs through and misses. Oh well, it's like she like tries like shoulder challenge and block, and she's like she's like it's terribly it's just bad. I wonder if she just like lands on it. At yeah, some potentially point because she does slide like, uh, like Kaylee slides on the shot or whatever else. Either way, she gets something happens to her arm. They start trying to like bandage it up. They can't bandage it up. It's not like fifteen or twenty seconds into that band bandaging process that immediately Brie Hurtado is just sent on. So Brie Hurtado becomes one of the um, forwards, and at some point you don't see it on camera. Bailey Dole gets subbed off, and Ava Van Doren goes to right wing back. So we have a striker playing right wing back. We have um, a few minutes later, uh, he, he picks out a moment and he's like, okay, uh, say, uh, not Sage, it was uh, Maudsley come out, the, the six come out, and St. Louis goes in. But like very much again, riding that, it looked to me like riding that wave of momentum, like f- picking the right moment to sub in. 
and we were we were pushing forward and we were getting dangerous moments. So Bree was not playing out wide like I, I kind of expected she would. She was playing as one of the forwards. And then suddenly we had two midfielders, two outside backs that were, I mean, Katie Johnson, KD Johnson is a forward, a wide forward that can play wing back and is like, I don't want to take anything away from her defending. She's also a good defender. But they were just, we were playing then at that point a 3-2-5. And that was fun. So we we come up with the ball and Anna Lancer plays a big, long, looping cross that is kind of into the danger zone, but there's nobody near it. And the goalkeeper parries it out of bounds, um, probably for no reason. I don't know. And that's when we get the corner. Bree puts a beautiful ball in to the second post, to the back post, where no, everyone just forgot. They're like, oh, St. Louise, you know, she might be the national player of the year for St. Lucia like five years in a row. But, you know, there's no way she would score this unmarked at point-blank range. Oh, wait, yeah, duh, dipshits. And she just puts it right in, and it's it's an – I don't want to say it's an easy finish because, like, it's coming through a crowd and, and it's on, with her that's feet. On, that's on a volley. That's not an easy finish. But it's also, like, how dare you disrespect her and think she and not mark her. And she took full advantage of every bit of that, and suddenly it was uh, it was 2-2, and the celebration was awesome, and Nashville was broken. They came down and they provided some pressure late on to try to go score, but they were broken. Yeah. Now there's, Once we got that first goal, we broke their will. There's one key piece uh, that I think also contributed to to Nashville, like like – being broken it was after the first goal was it that we had all the rhythm and the drums and they had no rhythm it was after the first goal uh but before we got the second one and it was the one-on-one save oh yeah i forgot that caroline makes in so, like the 86 minute so that is so. the that is the 86 minute i have it written down here in the um so in the in the 80th um we score and van doren goes to right wing back somewhere in there the 86th minute a uh, huge one-on-one save from Caroline. They finally get through. They finally get their breakthrough, and it feels like they're going to get there. And by the way, we had a big, a big chance in the 69th from Kaylee. And once it got blocked, we had 10 bit kind of bad minutes um, of whatever. Like we kind of had at that point felt like we had like run out of energy. We play our bad 10 minutes, then we score, then we play our great 10 minutes. But in the middle of that 10 minutes, there is a giant one-on-one chance that Caroline just turns into Superwoman, like she is. Like she has often done, and, and, and we've seen that from her. Uh, I mean, twice, twice in the in, in the game on Saturday, we've seen it before. You know, previous year, like she every now and then, like she's got that huge save in her, and she had two of them in this game. And this team, I think, like we got that goal, and tails were up, and we were moving, and then she made that save, and we ca- and tails really went up. Yep, yep. Like this, like 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 the belief of like, oh, this thing's on, and so we scored in the 80th and the 89th. Once we scored, and obviously once we got that big stop, we just defended. We cleared it long. We did exactly what we needed to do to finish out the game. Randy Randy made a sub as well. immediately once we scored brought uh, Modsley back into the six, uh, which was great coaching through that whole period of time. Exactly what you'd want. Like he, he We had five forwards, and then we were back to our shell, and we just took care of business from the rest of the game. I, I will say... And, and and this was even after even after the second goal, so we were back to the shell or whatever. But that shell was almost a back four because Ava Van Doren was playing right back, and like it was, it was basically a back four. And I th- and I wondered. I don't know. I don't know the reason for this, but I wonder if if like he he just like leaves uh, Katie Johnson a little bit higher, just as like a uh, a potential like. Uh, like release valve almost if there's a turnover and she can just get on her horse and go and enough to keep Nashville's right back from being able to progress forward because Nashville's right back had a, had a pretty good game and was was a hub for distribution to get the ball into the, in, into Nashville's 10 where where the only player to who, who, who was their game changer yep. and I, I just wonder if it was I mean, maybe we'll have to ask him one day later about this. We're like, we were like six and a half days into the season at that point. <laughs> There's not a fucking chance he's had the time to diagram that thing in. That was personnel as policy, my friend. That I love that you're giving credit to Randy and the team. And later on <laughs> in the season, that might be the case. I would bet all the money I have that that was just how things worked out. Um, be, and yeah. And, and by the way, Evan Van Dorn at right wing back made a giant defensive play. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, there's not a fucking chance that was the plan. That is how it worked out. And he might tell you that's the plan. I will not believe anyone <laughs> that tells me that was the plan. Well, Breezy, you're going to have a chance to, uh, I think I have a chance to ask him about that. Uh, hopefully this week. Hopefully. Very, yeah. So like, let's just let the cat out of the bag here. 
We are uh, we are currently scheduled. Uh, things can obviously change, but we are currently scheduled to interview Randy uh, on uh, on Thursday, with a view to release either Thursday late afternoon, evening, or Friday morning, um, depending on how fast Andrew can edit. Yeah, correct. Uh, uh, yeah, that's all. That's that's, that's, that's me, all, by the way. That's I know all I, Andrew and not I, uh, me. I, I know I introduced myself as Breezy, and that is my name. But uh, yeah, in this case, got to be Andrew editing. Put my <laughs> professional hat on. Uh, yeah, so like if you've got questions, if you, if you whatever, and we'll we'll put out the call on social media. But like if you've got questions, if you've got uh, stuff you're interested in, now is a great time to ask. We can get into tactics. We can go do kind of do whatever we want. Uh, yeah, should be interesting. And obviously, like he he did an interview last year with the uh, with the folks from the forty three soccer pod. I think he did one this year with them as well. Uh, I, th- I think so as well. So like a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, you, we've got we've got those to go on a little bit too. Uh, but I have a feeling we're gonna get. I have a feeling no one's as nerdy as we are. Let's put it yeah. that way. Well, and that and, and as dumb as and, us. And like we're gonna we're gonna mean to like talk about like tactics and nerd shit, and we're gonna end up talking about like fries and stuff. <laughs> like actually in like an hour or something. Absolutely, we are. Um, let's let's uh, let's go to our three key, key uh, takeaways. Uh, yeah, I was let's, gonna say this pod this pod's running a bit because we've we've had some stuff to say, and we're both like absolutely yazzed yes. from from the game. So yes. let's, let's, let's do our blow, three let's blow through these three takeaways. Uh, do you want to do yours first? Uh, you know what? Sure. Sure, I'll do my mine first. Uh, first key takeaway for me, uh, I'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, Nashville was the better team. Uh, they they probably have a, a collection of better players. Just being straight up, they had they had more of the game than we did, and they certainly had the one player that was and, a game changer, and they had the absolute uh, offensive game, wondrously good player. Yeah, um, I want to say offensive game changer because I don't know if she can defend. Uh, yeah, so but I'd rather be lucky than good. But mm-hmm. what I will say is, this team that we have is decent. They are much improved. They are much improved. I think they're going to get better with with uh, with some with some uh, the additions rolling in. I think it's going to help our depth. Um, uh, and yeah, I think I think there's there's, I think, I think I'm 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 looking forward to to the rest of the summer, uh, for sure. Uh, point number two, um. I think I said this actually earlier, but you know we didn't have as much possession as I wanted, uh, and, and part of that's Nashville. Um, but our possession had a purpose, and it didn't always come off. In fact, it kind of almost rarely came off once we hit the attacking third. But like everything we did had purpose. We were setting up, uh, even like playing back a little bit. We were we were trying to set up the next ball out, and and you could see like there were some moments where. You know the the team was not quite on the same page, but had the same ideas, and that stuff that's going to come with time. Uh, and it, it was really nice to see. Number three, man, that was a coaching masterclass from Randy. And, and you mentioned this, like, but like writing writing the vibes, writing the momentum, like choosing when to, to put certain players. Look, Kaylee Burrell had a goal that was off the bench. Uh, Kristen St. Louis had a goal that was off the bench. Bree Hurtado had an assist. That, that was, was off, off the bench. bench. Like, damn. Yeah. Damn. And then, like, you know, putting putting Watley back on for Bree right, right after it was 2-2 to, like, start locking things down. Moving Van Doren to right wing back. Yeah. Like, to well, when we were those chasing was, the game. Those were some really, really good decisions. Uh, and and I think, you know, hats Deserve off. some praise. Hats off to Randy for that one. Uh, and, and yeah, and I, and I mentioned for our bon- my bonus thing that we already covered is that you know, we were we were we were thin at the six right now, and so I guess the a thing to when watch Sam, when Sam went out with her injury. Yeah, so I, I think the thing to watch is like as we add new players to the squad, and and our next game is Saturday, May twenty seven, uh, the first of a doubleheader. Uh, the thing to watch is like, do we have anyone new available at least, and how does that change some of the rotations? How does that change the formation, and 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 you know, kind of where how do we build on? Where we already are, which is mm-hmm. a good place. Yeah, I agree with that. Love, love all, all of those. Uh, I'll give you my quick takeaways. My number one and your number one and my number one are pretty similar. I said Nashville is not that much better than us. Uh, they had one exceptional player, but kind of like top to bottom, I would say they were just like a little tick above us, um, talent wise. And I, honestly, like it didn't really matter. Like, had that been the case, had you take you take out their one exceptional player and we just go, that's probably a zero zero game. We could also win one zero. They could win one zero. But they really created nothing offensively without her. So I would even argue, I don't know what they would have created offensively. We might have even been the better team potentially because they they didn't play super well. 
Um, very again, very talented team. I'm not trying to take anything away from Nashville, but they had one player that was an absolute difference maker. Um, that's a giant improvement from last year, where they were just better, top to bottom, every moment of every game, one through eleven, except for Analanter. No offense to everybody else, but like we got shellacked in those games. So measuring up against a similar measuring stick from last year. This feels very, very good. This feels like a giant step in the right direction. It's one game in. This is way too much to take out of one game. We shouldn't take this much, but I feel good about it. Um, the midfield, Mara and Nadia were very, very good, and they provided a lot of technical quality in the midfield in possession. Yeah, That's something we didn't have last year for most of the season, and I don't think teams are going to be able to overrun us as easily as it did last year. I mentioned that earlier. We got overrun both physically and technically last year a lot in the midfield, in part because we couldn't string three passes together if they were pressing us. And while our possession didn't always come to what we would want it to, and we, I think that will grow and that will change and whatever else, we you could see the technical ability is there for those two players. And obviously the six was important, Sam was really important, and we'll see how that develops as well. But there's a ceiling that is different for technical ability in this midfield and, and for experience-wise, two players that have played for their country and that have been in big moments. Um, and then number three, shots on goal were very few and far between for each team. Uh, we lost some in the 70th minute, but like we really held together a team that peppered our goal last year. So I don't know who we're going to play after this, but this is looking at the overall picture of it. We look like a much more balanced, much more complete team, and we should be much more competitive in every game this year if this game is an indication. So that was my third one. I'll give you two more bonuses. Um, momentum is everything. Uh, once we scored, they were in trouble and we kept growing. I mentioned that earlier, but that was huge. Momentum is everything, and thank goodness we knew how to ride that momentum and, and make the most of it. And then, um, yeah, back to the international experience, it's real. There's four players with international experience on this roster in St. Louis, Mara, Nadia, and, and Katie Johnson. You felt that. You saw that. That's not always the case, mm. but I think you really felt that and saw that in this, and I and I, I love that. They were in their first game at Finley Stadium, which you mentioned earlier. Nobody looked overshadowed on our end. Um, the girls did look a little bit flabbergasted when they walked into um, Chattanooga Brewing Company to very big pops. Yeah. And they were like, well, what is, a few of them were like, what is going on? Um, and then, of course, the girls that had been before um, definitely knew what was going on. So shout out to Randy. Shout out to the girls. What an unbelievable first uh, game. I cannot wait for Saturday. I don't know how I'm going to make it through Saturday because it's a lot. But, um, Matthew, let's wrap this Let's wrap this uh, pod up with... Uh, yeah, I think we're maybe 45 minutes. We might have gone five minutes over our normal, but uh, you and I were way too yazzed to only talk for uh, 40 minutes. We were. We were. Thank you for listening, listeners. We will catch up with you soon with a review of the uh, men's game, and we'll see you Saturday. Peace.